Hey everybody, Frank here. We're, we're back for another week of mirth, fun, and frivolity and some timely and very important health tips, all kidding aside here. What a crazy week. My host and my co-host Gary Beck and I have been scrambling, as I'm sure you have, to kind of figure out what does the coronavirus mean for all of us? What are the health implications? What are the financial implications, the social implications? We're going to talk today in a general sense about your gut. And hopefully by now you have a gut feeling that you should be taking care of your gut, pardon the pun, because the gut is basically, as Gary is going to make the case here, the gut is sort of the center of your health and, and well-being, as it were. So, Gary, not, we're not doctors and we're not going to, we don't know enough to be coronavirus specific per se, but you and I were talking privately and there's a, there's a lot that we can do health-wise to ward stuff off, but even if we do get it, hopefully to minimize or give ourselves the best possible chance for success in, in fighting it. So how does all that relate to the gut? What, what should you be doing gut-wise, and what part does the gut play health-wise and, you know, I guess immunity-wise or keeping a strong immune system up? Can we, can we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely, Frank. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a pretty big topic, and of course, uh, depending on when you're listening to this uh, recording, you know, right now we're in the middle of quite a, a dilemma, but um, regardless of what's going on around you at any given time, we need to understand that the, yeah, the gut, our gastrointestinal tract and all the associated bits is kind of like a, a, a laboratory where everything's created. And if you neglect your gut, you're essentially neglecting life itself. This is where it all revolves. So it's, it's, it's uh, of course, the home to 70% or so of our immune system. Remembering, if you've listened to some of our previous recordings, we know that this whole digestive tract from tip to toe is a living, breathing, thriving bunch of communities. And... And, and that's part of the understanding. So our, our body in a whole is a, is a collection of a, a massive number of different colonies, if you like. Different ecosystems live and thrive in different parts of our body. Uh, it's when, and, and the other important thing is that while there's multiple colonies right throughout the body, different organs, different systems. There's, there's ecosystems that are, survive in the eye that are quite unique. There's different ecosystems in the mouth that are quite unique. There's a different ecosystem around my heart and there's a different ecosystem, of course, within the gastrointestinal tract. And when we consider that well, why would we consider the gut important? Well, we need to consider it's important because you and I are only about 10% of us. The other 90% of you is this collection of ecosystems. So if 90% of you and I is not actually you and I, uh, that means the other guys, all the all the... Uh, bugs in our system, the, the microbiome and their way of expressing themselves actually programs and controls what happens in our body. So we think we're in control, but in fact, 
the little guys are actually in control because they outnumber us almost by 10 to 1. And that's a, that's a really big thing to try and get your head around, Frank. I don't know how that makes you feel when you, when you know that you think, well, this is me. But in fact, me is only 10% of me. Well, define that 10%. When you say 10% is me, let's make sure the audience understands that because that's a, that's a pretty cool okay. statement. So my, my body is made up of approximately 10 trillion cells. So right. there's cells, skin cells, there's heart cells, there's lung cells, there's cells that make up and comprise every part of the body. And that's, you know, around someone sat down and counted them one day and they reckon that's 10 trillion cells. Okay, so that's a big number. But within my body and on the exterior as well, there's this whole other um, thing, if you like, which comprises, which, which, is, which totals around 100 trillion cells. So 100 trillion living cells within and within us help to create me and you. They're all the, the integral person, to in our yeah, they're all integral to our life. They're all integral to the functioning of our different organs and systems. And if we don't have them, we don't have life. And and so that's the understanding. You know, we we need to have these different ecological systems that are part of us in balance. Okay. And so many things, unfortunately, can create an imbalance. And this is when we'll begin to experience different symptoms or illnesses or whatever, when, when in some way or another, an imbalance has been created in the overall ecological systems within our microbiome. It's quite a, quite a mouthful and quite a thing to get your head around. I don't know. Have I explained it clearly, Frank? Yeah, the, the metaphor I got, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it's almost like you're splicing in a bad, implementing a bad strip of code into a computer program. Now, like everything's supposed to, as long as you take care of it, everything runs perfectly, but it's almost like you corrupt the system if you don't keep your firewalls up and give your body what it needs. You're, you're, you're taking a perfectly beautiful, symbiotic, magical machine you just throw in a spanner and it works. Yeah, yep, for sure. And without thinking and, of it. Well, that's right. And 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 this is where there's there's a really weird thing going on. Yes, we know that personal hygiene is really important. And and in this particular time, trying, I shaved this morning, Gary. I've got the odor on. How dare you, sir? <laughs> and you're in Australia. You you're lying. You can't smell a thing. I'm just well, got clean undies saying. on. I wasn't going to say anything, Frank, but you know, How rude. These, things, these things come true. But uh, personal hygiene is fine and important, yes, and even more so when there is the threat of, of transmission of a disease. We know that. However, this, there's, a, there's a thing that's termed the, the hygiene hypothesis. And the other side of that is that if we try and keep things squeaky clean, and unfortunately, to do that, often chemicals are used, which create another issue. You know, these, these really hard-hitting 
antibacterial chemicals, unfortunately, the, they, they have a downstream effect. So that's not really the best way to get balance. Um, and I can talk, talk to that as well. You know, there's, there's one chemical I, I will mention right now, which people may be familiar with. There's uh, commonly used in antibacterial soaps and, and a host of other things to kill bugs, and it's called triclosan. Triclosan. Now, triclosan is actually a chemical that is a very close cousin to Agent Orange. And we know the detriment that Agent Orange has created to those exposed to it. So just be wary that because something kills lots of bugs doesn't really mean that it's really good for you. Okay? The balance is the important thing. Destruction is not really the ideal because when you destroy things, it leaves the surface clear for other undesir potentially other undesirables to get a foothold. And uh, so this is where the hygiene hypothesis, we, we don't really want to have mass destruction of all our microbiome because they're fundamental to having balance. So exposure to different types of things from different, at, at different stages is actually how our immune system keeps alive and thriving. And that makes sense because if you strip it, like nature abhors a vacuum. So if you wipe everything totally clean and it's sterilized all the time and it's 100%, you know, spot, spotless and, and sparkling, man, you just, all kinds of crap can come floating in there and, and, and it's, got a, it's got like a clean playground, a clean sheet of paper, I should say, then it can start from it can do well god knows what it can do and, yeah. and so you want to keep yourself just safe enough to where you don't get sick but you want to keep yourself on a low dose of exposure to the environment and toxins and hazards so that your body as you're functioning and living is building up its immune system and it's it's, it's constantly learning and evolving is that what you're saying it is yeah it's constantly in reaction or reacting to what what it's exposed to. So yes, there, there is certainly science that shows us that you know exposure to this organism or that organism will actually strengthen the body's ultimate resolve. You know, there's there's quite a number of diseases that if we contract the disease when we we're a child, we have immunity right for the re throughout the rest of our life. You know, so this is the the knowledge and the wisdom within the body and with our immune system. And unfortunately, using, using uh, hard-hitting chemicals and drugs doesn't create the same um, strength. What does? If, if so, if, the, if using store-bought, and obviously you want to gel in and gel out, you know, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but up here we're just using the hand sanitizer. We don't use it as a matter of course. I use a bar of soap to wash my hands, but we're using antibacterial stuff temporarily just because that's what they're saying to do. But, you know, yeah. what, so, so day to day, let's forget that there's not a health crisis going on right now. Day to day, how do we, if we don't want to re rely on, you know, I mean, obviously you want to wash your hands, you have to go to the bathroom before you eat and handling raw meat and poultry and this and that and the other thing. But what, what, do, you, what do you do to keep your gut firing, you know, all the time? so that you can get maximum, because if you have it in you, and it's a natural defense mechanism, doesn't it make sense to nurture it and take care of it and say, thank God for having this, because what a beautiful thing 
I wouldn't even be here without it. Or if it was compromised, I could be really sick. So shouldn't we be feeding the beast, if you will, and patting it on the belly and scratching it behind the ears and stuff any way we can, Gary? Yeah, we sure should be, Frank. And, and that's where it comes down to, you know, nourishing the gut with the right sort of foods, the right herbs or, or whatever else it is. And, and uh, that's, that's really the bottom line. You know, what we actually continue to poke in our mouth has an impact on our immunity. And here's one simple one. You know, some, when I was a young naturopath, one of the first tools that I had in my clinic um, was a, it's known as a dark field microscope. So I practiced a thing known as live blood analysis which is kind of cool. So uh, I take a drop of blood from your finger and display this through my microscope on a screen. So, right. And the reason I mentioned that is Frank is on a, um, when I'm doing the dark field microscopy, we can see the red blood cells and we can see the white blood cells. So commonly the ones that we see in a, in a blood sample are, are known as neutrophils. So these are the little guys, you can see them actually moving around under the microscope and Oftentimes, I would have a client, we would take a drop of blood, and we would see these neutrophils, these white blood cells, completely static, not moving at all. They're just sitting there, having, having time out. That doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but wouldn't, wouldn't we want those guys swimming around and functioning and flowing? And yeah, exactly. And, you know, I would ask these people, you know, so what have you eaten in the last sort of half hour or, or hour? You know, have you had something to eat? What, is, what, what does that look like? And in most, most uh, cases, the answer was, yeah, I had a little snack. I had a little sweet treat of some sort. There was sugar involved. And sugar... Uh, while the body is processing the sugar, so it's using energy to try and process this, this thing, this, this anti-nutrient, if you like, and as a result, there's no fuel for the white blood cells. They just sit there and think, ah, geez, oh, well, nothing in the tank, I'll just have to sit, sit here and, and wait. So, so sugar... So this is a part of the message for not only overall health, but certainly about your immune system. If you're trying to drive your immune system to be more efficient and do its job better, get the sugar out of your diet because it ain't going to help. The sugar That's... is going to you know, not only weaken the, the, the immune system's foot soldiers, it has other negative connotations as well. So you're saying by digesting you know shoot now when you say sugar is that like a ton of sugar or a little sugar any sugar some sugar like what's the it's, i mean you can't avoid it right well well you can <laughs> you could frank um sugar i'm not going quietly gary i'm still getting my head around this whole health thing dude i got my water no, here i had a salad for dinner last night i'm making progress go easy good you know? man good man can't give well, the sugar up just yet all of it, anyway. <laughs> See, processed foods, one of the key ingredients in many, many processed foods is sugar, okay? And we know why, because it makes it taste in a certain way, and, and, and we kind of like that. It, it, sugar is one of those things that gives our nervous system a little, a little dopamine shot, 
You know, we have this sugar and, and it makes us feel good. And it makes us feel good because we've had a little release of dopamine. It doesn't actually enhance anything in our body, but it has that effect. And of course, the processed sugar in processed foods is the thing that I'm referring to mostly here. Yeah, you know, uh, the natural sugars that are clear in fruit and, and those sort of things, not such a big deal. But we know that, that uh, uh, our, our Western diet is full of sugars and hidden sugars, you know, the, the high fructose corn syrup products syrup, and all, yeah. the, all those sort of nasties. These, these are not foods. These are anti-nutrients. These are things that actually strip our body of, of good things. And our body has to use energy to deal with them, to process them. So, so you eat something that's loaded with these sugars. Basically, you're, you're actually going backwards. It's taking more energy to process these things than value you are for actually driving your cells. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things where we need to understand that, that our, our gut and our immune system needs real food. It needs good food and it doesn't need sugar. That's cr- and you can, yeah, I'm on. sorry, Gary. It's crazy when you think about that, though. So you're saying it's taken more work. So if you put an X in your body through the sugar and the stuff that you would be getting out of it, your body's using Y, which is greater than X, to process it. So you're at a deficit. It's almost like you're. It's almost like driving with the parking brake on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. Because because why do we eat, Frank? Why do we we eat to supply energy for ourselves? Right. So if we're eating this food here, and it takes twice as much energy from within the body to break it down than it actually delivers to ourselves, then yes, we've got a deficit. Driving with the handbrake on, exactly. It's almost so like why would we want to do that? Well, it's anti-food. It's like, it if food is good for you, it's anti-food. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? And then there's a lot of those in our, in our supermarkets and, and on the store shelves, unfortunately. Foods that look good and taste good, but man, do they cause some harm. Well, next thing you tell me, pizza's bad for me, Gary, and I'm going to hang up on you, but... <laughs> We've talked about that privately, so I know you will. I've cut back. I haven't had pizza in a week. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm starting to get the DTs. I'm starting to get the shakes here, Gary. But <laughs> I thought you were looking a bit, bit sort of pale. Yeah, a bit wobbly. Yeah, but we're getting I'm, – I'm getting my head around this stuff because, you know, we've talked about this. I'm 55, and you're, you're, you're getting up there yourself, young fella, and it's just like you can't beat the hell out of your body forever and then complain when you have health problems later on. Like, that's just stupid. You know, it's like, you, you, it's like going to a party and drinking yourself till you're drinking till you're absolutely plastered. And then you wake up in the morning and you, you bitch cause you have a, a hangover. Yeah. It's like, well, but you did it to yourself. Nobody held a gun to your head and made you drink. Nobody's held a gun to my head. I, I haven't necessarily had the, the food education. Well, I'm not going to play victim here, but what I would say is, I think it should be instilled in us at an earlier and earlier and earlier age than it, than, than it certainly is now. Just how wonderful and miraculous our bodies are. And here's the three or four things you need to take care of them. And if we could train kids to read and write and spell and add and subtract, why can't we train them to take care of their bodies better than we, than we currently do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a rhetorical question, but you know. Well, it's where it needs to start. I, I totally agree. You know, the the 
unfortunately our children are taught from a very a very young age that um, fast food and sweetness is okay uh, and it's not really you know there's there's uh, there's a place for that but it's certainly not every day and um, yeah, these are some of the things that cause the problem. So I want to, you know, so when it, so when we consider what does our body need, what do we need to put in the gut to enhance the immune system? The the way I like to sort of look at this, Frank, is that the food we eat is kind of like the compost for our microbiome. Okay? Oh, I like that. That's that's got a catch to it. Yeah, so what you're eating goes in, and yes, we have mechanisms to break it down, and we've talked a little bit about the processes there. So then what's left in the gut, the substrate or the compost, this is what feeds our microbiome. This is what feeds the good guys in the gut. So you can imagine if we're feeding them food that's already been stripped of its nutritional value, Right. food that's been highly processed and refined, then our good guys aren't really going to be that great. They're going to be, you know, low level, low energy, ineffective bunch of dudes that, that are just kind of hanging in there without doing, doing their job properly. Well, the thing is, if you beat the hell out of them, you can't complain if they don't work right. Well, that's, you can't, but people do, you know, this is the problem. Yeah, they, well, they don't mm. understand that, that what they're putting in here every day is having an effect on how their body functions every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get religion, but I'm, I'm, I'm just like, oh my God, how do I change? And then I'm also like, I need to change. So it's too... Two different things going on here, Gar. It's like, I have to change, but... I don't well, know. Here, here, I came across some interesting statistics the other day, and this, this is relative to the US. Um, 63 million people have um, a prevalence of chronic constipation. 20% of the population have uh, indigestion or acid reflux. Okay. 15 million people um, experience gastric ulcers. Another 15 million have irritable bowel syndrome. You know, the, these, you know, and when you add these things together, it's almost 50% of the population of the United States are in this picture. And this is probably the, the tip of the iceberg. So all these things, all these conditions are relative to diet, and lifestyle and, and therefore controllable and fixable absolutely 100% for most of these people completely at their control yeah. things that they can change things that they can do to avoid those kind of conditions yeah. I'm doing a lot of a lot of fidgeting in this call. So getting a little uncomfortable on here, Gary. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, he's yeah. talking about me. I'm like the gut, you know, the gut. And yeah, it's 
It's simple, you know, it's simple. So there are certainly herbs that we can use that, that right. have become popular, particularly when we're dealing mm. with viruses. But, but we've, it comes we've down talked to about that. That, that yeah, the compost in our gut is the substrate that feeds the good guys. And so, if you want the good guys working well, you need to give them good food. I like that composting metaphor because that's, or stoking the boilers or however you want to say it, but you're doing something in a way that ensures you like, you wouldn't walk outside without a jacket on if it was a blizzard. Cause that's just dumb. You know, enough to walk, like, you know, you don't walk across the street without looking left and right or right and left, depending on where you are in the world to make sure the traffic's not coming. But every day we'll just beat the hell out of our bodies without thinking twice, even though, Somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, we must know better. Like, we, we, if we don't think about it just even for a second, we must surely, I know better, Gary. I can't sit there and say, well, duh, nobody told me that. Or, I mean, you don't know, you don't think I know that I shouldn't be eating pizza, but it's just like, screw it, I'll worry about it later, uh, you know, up until very recently. And, you know, that's what kind of approach is that? And not only that, but what am I telling my body about how, and, and again, I'm not being a hypocrite, believe me, I'm he who's without sin cast the first stone, but what are you telling your body? And, and this is just thinking out loud, like, what am I, what, okay, so I'll use my, 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 me words. What am I telling my body when I throw crap into it and yet I expect it to work irregardless? Like, is that a really smart thing I'm doing? Probably not. You know, I mean, arguably not, but they could say definitely not. I mean, so you're sitting there and insulting your body and beating the hell out of it. And you complain when you get diabetes or a heart attack or a stroke or cancer doesn't really make, um, it's about raising that level of consciousness in, in, in each of us so that we go, you know, maybe just a little bit more thought there, Mr. Frank, about what, what it is that you're doing to yourself might go a long way towards stopping the, you know, abuse and maybe helping to eventually reverse some of it. Yep. You know, cause if you, it stands to me, Gary, re reason wise, if you can, um, you know, cigarettes, like a, a smoking's horrible. And thank God I never did it. I was too busy drinking beer as a kid and cigarettes would have just gotten in the way. Right. As a, as a teenager and young adult, thank God I never did smoke, but, if you can stop it in 20 years, hopefully clean your lungs out, what could you do if you change your diet and in, in maybe even in 10, in 10 years? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm making up figures here for the diet, but it, I mean, is that, is that feasible that we can do that? You know, we're busy pounding up our bodies and what, what, what could we do to fix it? What would happen if we did, what would happen if we stopped doing that? Like what, what, what happens next? What gets yeah, reversed? Yeah, what gets. Well, the good thing, the good thing about that, Frank, and, and just while we're on that, you know, this is this little cornerstone of understanding and awareness of a body is important. You know, that understand that the microbes within our microbiome help to fight disease. Right. And the microbiome itself, all these, you know, this 90% of what's in us affects the programming of our immune system. Okay, so you're messing with some strong stuff there if you're, if you're messing with that stuff is what we're saying.
Yep, for sure. And and we know that that the gut microbes don't only have an influence on the immune system, they have an uh, effect on our, our general metabolic functioning and they have an effect on our, our um, nervous system, our behavioral um, aspects, our moods, all relate back to the balance within our microbiome. Well, it's funny you say that because as somebody that struggled with depression, certainly since my teenage, my early teenagers, I mean, if not even earlier than that, you know, what part did nutrition and does nutrition play? Like, you just don't know. If I ate wow. better, what would, the new, what would the depression be like? And I mean, it's functional and all, you know, it's, it's I don't even know they ever told you this, but it, certainly 40 years of depression. You know, it's like having a low grade fever and how many other people have it? The gut, you know, this is where it all starts. This is where it all you know? stems from. There's this, there's this innate connection between the brain and the gut, this, this gut brain connection. And it's active all the time. You know, I think we've talked a little bit about the vagus nerve, for example. So the vagus so Parkinson's, nerve. Parkinson's, yeah. yeah. So the vagus nerve controls so many different aspects of digestion directly that if, that vagus nerve is is affected or interrupted in some way, then yeah, that's that's going to cause changes. Um, you know, the vagus nerve controls the actual action within the stomach. The vagus nerve controls um, and innovates the secretion of hydrochloric acid into the gut, and we talked about that. Um, so you know, so yeah, there's and, and these the communications goes backwards and forwards both ways. So yeah, really big time. Did we talk about a study? There was an interesting study done by a, a professor that was at a talk that I went to last year, in fact, and it was about vitamin C and mood. Did we, did we talk no, about that? No, I don't think we did. Oh, yeah. I'll just mention this briefly because you've, you've touched on it. So this uh, particular uh, research scientist has been researching uh, the importance of vitamin C over over 30 years or so. And this is a medical university in the South Island of New Zealand. And um, they took a group of, it's a university city where this um, um, hospital is. So they took a, a group of university students, varsity students, and got them to do uh, a general recognized mood assessment. So looking at, you know, their, their, their overall mood and they measured their blood for vitamin C and and uh, they gave so they they divided the group up into a um, so there was there was one group that just continued doing what they were doing There's a second group that was given one kiwi fruit per day to add into what they were doing. They didn't have to change anything else. They had one key for the day as, as a source of vitamin C. And the other group was given two kiwi fruit a day. I'm pretty sure this is what it was. Just, just a relatively small amount. Okay. They then, after a period of six weeks or whatever it was, they got these students back in and took blood samples again and got them to 
redo the mood assessment test. And they saw across the board improvements in the one kiwi fruit a day, yep, they improved. In the two kiwi fruit a day, yep, they improved more. But interestingly, they saw that just by having one kiwi fruit a day, and <laughs> you can probably imagine young male university students probably not eating the best food. Yeah, uh, washing it down with beer. Washing it down with beer, exactly. You know, so some two-minute noodles and, and, and a case of beer. <laughs> they sort of go. But so just by adding one kiwi fruit a day, the blood samples showed that their vitamin C levels went from suboptimal to sort of about midline. The guys that had really? two kiwi a day took their levels from low to optimal. That one food, one fresh fruit a day altered their vitamin C levels from suboptimal to optimal and their moods altered along with that. So this is how important food is. And that's, that's nothing to do like to, to, to have that. In other words, like anybody, anybody can do that little bit. You know what I mean? Like anybody can do, like if you can't Absolutely. eat a kiwi or an orange, like whatever it is, an orange or, or something yeah. a day, you're not taking, you're not taking care of anything. I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. That, so when it comes to yeah, our, our mood and our behaviors and our whole um, neurotransmitter health, then yes, our, our gut is, is right on top of that. Yeah, the, the two feed backwards and forwards continuously. So, two, uh, so, so, Gary, two or three things that the average punter can do straight away to sort of start. Maybe, you know, things don't change overnight and Rome wasn't built in a day and blah, blah, blah. But what are, what are some things that people can do now? Yeah. Like, certainly, you know, so the, the, big, the big buzz for a lot of people is using probiotics. And certainly probiotics are very helpful and, right. and totally appropriate. Right. It's, it's a whole science in itself, and there's been a lot of research done in recent years looking at, at quite specific strains of probiotics and recognizing that different types of probiotics have different effects in different parts of the body and different, okay. different ways. But, you know, look at, so yeah, one, get rid of sugar. Two, get some sort of probiotic into your regime. Now, that could be from a supplement. It could right, be we've from, talked about this, yeah. It could be from food, you know, it could be from something like sauerkraut, it could be yogurt if you're okay with dairy products or, or right. uh, kefir or kimchi. So all these foods supply probiotics, they supply living organisms and they're all helpful foods, you know, they all have the effect of helping to support that balance that we're looking for within the gut. Okay. And as a result, have a beneficial effect on the overall immune system. Remembering the gut is the compost for your immune system. Okay. And it's, we're not necessarily saying that's going to fix everything in every situation because there's, there's all different kinds of stuff to think about here, but what can we do? What can we do to, um, um, I guess it's saying, what can we do right away to make an additional 
or you know like improvements these are straight, straight away. Yeah, these are things that are in our control immediately, Frank. Get rid of the sugar. Start taking some sort of probiotic, whether it's a supplement or a food source of, of live cultures, and be aware of your overall food intake. The fiber, and we talked about this in the past, the fiber. Um, right. And that's from your fruit and vegetables, root vegetables included. Those fibrous elements are the compost that will feed the good guys. So we refer to those sort of foods as prebiotics. Okay, the prebiotics. And the prebiotics are as important as the probiotics. Because you can imagine, so you've been eating pizza and drinking beer and throwing down two-minute noodles, and uh, all of a sudden you take a probiotic. Okay, so where does that probiotic go? It goes to the same place as the beer and the pizza and the two-minute noodle. And you've thrown this, this uh, bunch of bacteria down the throat via a probiotic and they've landed into this, into this uh, hay barn that's got nothing in it. Right. There's no food for them. So they're not going to last very long. So the prebiotic, the fibrous foods and the compost are as important in my mind as the probiotic. So you're warming the place up. You're getting it. You're, you're getting a good. You're getting it ready for the good stuff. And, and the good stuff can't work without this. So it's really two halves of one whole, isn't it? It is. Yeah. They're, 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 it's a symbiotic relationship. We need the bugs, and we need the good food to feed the bugs. Gotcha. So yeah, prebiotic, gotcha. probiotic. So we need the two together, and and they both can come from our food. Yeah. You know, I I I um, recommend a lot of different supplements for people. And we target quite specifically for that individual. But a lot of these things can be, at first, gathered from your food. From getting rid of the processed stuff, getting more of the real things, throwing in a bunch of different types of vegetables so that you're maintaining a diversity and bulk and just going from there. You know, the, the, there's lots of excuses as to why we can't do it. But I prefer to suggest that we can do it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm running out of excuses, Gary. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all up to us. Because <laughs> every week you slowly chip away at me, and you're like, chip, chip, chip over here, chip over here, and it's like, oh snap! I'm getting better. I'm definitely. It's it's not a revolution. It's an evolution. But I'm 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 frustrated with myself because, you know. Blood pressure is borderline, sugar is borderline, like I've been holding my own on that. But, you know, at 55, I'm getting afraid of what I did to myself through eating whatever the hell I wanted to, you know, open up the fridge. Oh, I want some of that. It tastes good. I want some of that. It looks good. Yeah. I never said. Well, yeah, we're, we're training our body. We're training our nervous system and we're training our taste buds. This is the reality, Frank, is that, that most of us know what sweet food tastes like. Not many of us know what bitter food really tastes like. And there's quite a different effect on the body if we swap out sweet for bitter. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, we tend to have a very bland or a palate that's, that's focused on bland or sweet stuff. And well, I like salt. I don't know. That might be a conversation for another time. I'm like, I'm like a deer. <laughs> you give me a salt lick and I'll, I'll keep no. going. You know. Yeah, listen to that. Yeah, what's what's that about? Yeah, that's 
that's that's body's awareness about minerals. And why might you do that? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons why, but but here's here's something for you to consider. Your body might want that salt because it knows it's not getting enough minerals. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement that could very well be. And that's because if you're you're craving that, like you're 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 craving it, your body's overcompensating. We could say. Yeah, yeah. There can be other reasons, but that's you know that's the underlying theme. Your body has this awareness. Oh man, I, I need some more minerals, and so yeah, you go for the salty thing. So have you got one of those little bottles of uh, minerals that you're using? The the drops, yes, indeed. Oh, good man. Yes. So tying this back to the beginning, now that salt and sugar thing is a great topic for another episode, and we've we've covered yeah. a lot here. But so you you said that, just recap real quick before we sign off, Gary. What are the two or three things I can do? I'm worried about sickness and illness, and and and, and yeah, I need to correct my diet. But right now, I'm like, I, what can I do to keep my immune systems, defense walls, fully up, and 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 you know my my soldiers on guard? What are the yeah. things you said? No, cut down the sugar. Get down the sugar. Feed the good guys. Feed the good guys. That means use some sort of probiotic. Keep the, the good bacteria in good numbers in your system and give them good food so that they are strong and, and virulent and can get on with their job. Gotcha. Keep, keep the good things like garlic going into your diet. You know, garlic is, is uh, one of those amazing foods that, that has all sorts of properties from helping your blood pressure to helping deal with um, invading pathogens. So yeah, simple foods, uh, uh, herbs and spices go a long way to supporting and enhancing the whole system as well. So whether it's garlic, ginger, um, all manner of things that are common, but they have benefits, many, many benefits. I like garlic salt, does that count for anything or no? Yeah, you might want to just look at that. <laughs> Damn, you're no fun, Gary. You got you to an answer for everything. Paste? How do they create the garlic paste in the salt? Is it from garlic or is it from some other process? Can't have this. Got to give that up. Can't have this other thing. It's like you're trying to have me healthy or something, Gary. I don't know. Where does this end? Yeah, so, and you, I'm, I'm just drinking water, water today. The other day I had my black water, which had some of the fulvic and humic substances in and, and I remembered just, just last night, oh, there was actually a research paper I saw a while back that showed that the humic and fulvic substances, which is this weird sort of uh, carbon matter from rainforests that have degenerated and composted over the years, it actually right. has antiviral properties so as well as it helping to detoxify and cleanse and, and work as an antioxidant and an energizer. Well, it actually has antiviral properties. So that was kind of a, a nice rediscovery. As we're, as we're talking, I've been sifting through some of this stuff and there's just so much information about this that if you put any time into it at all, you can't really deny it, can you? I think so, Frank. Yeah. You know, so we'll talk some more next week. The main thing is stay healthy, keep your immune system firing on all cylinders. And, and, and Gary's mentioned the ways here. And again, like I said, I'm no hypocrite, man. I'm trying to educate myself now. Gary's been doing this stuff for years and years. It hasn't always been like cheeseburger, hamburger, you know, Taco Bell every day, but it's sure hasn't been a whole lot of white fish and red fish and, and salads and beetroot gary i gotta I got be honest there too and 
as I get older, I get more worried about it. I'm going to feel really stupid if I die of a heart attack or cancer or something just because what I put in my mouth. Like that's... Well, that's, yeah. that, and that's the other thing, Frank. Don't worry. Don't worry. Gosh. Stress. We know stress is a killer. Oh, now you're telling me. I've got stress coming out on yin yang. You're telling oh, me nothing. Oh, man. I, oh, my God. A, stress. Take a, take a step back and take a deep breath. I'm still stressed, Gary. It's not working. I need an hour of meditation. And the reason I say that is stress will downregulate your immune system, number one. Okay, so all the fear and, and worry and anxiety around whatever it is that's, that's current, just try and distance yourself from it because that mood, that fear, that anxiety will actually suppress your immune system. And that's the last thing we want. That's a good, you know what? Let's talk about that next week, Gary. It's a perfect time to stop and put this one to rest and let's pick it back up again next week because there's cer certainly more to cover here. Wouldn't you agree? And I'm sure our listeners would agree and, and want to hear, hear some more as well. I totally agree, Frank. Yep, that sounds good. Perfect. Very good. So it's the Gary and Frank show with you once again. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening, visiting, watching, all of the above. We'll come back at you next week with some hard-hitting health and nutrition advice. We care about you. We want to see you safe, happy, and whole. Signing off for now, Gary. Love you to bits, man. Yep, love you, Frank. Stay healthy. Frank. Stay healthy. Bye, everybody. Bye.